Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. It depends on whether you want to be on top of the mountain or in the low valley. But whether on the mountain or in the valley, Smith and Rowland is there to your rescue. But with our brilliance, our intelligence, and some would say even our looks. Yes, we're the total package. <laughs> and I give to yeah. you the package that we have now placed on sale, Alan Smith. As our old friend said, my, my. <laughs> My, my. Just my, my. my. <laughs> what an introduction for two yeah. old men sitting on a porch. I'll tell you right. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, you know, gotta, a, you gotta, a, you'll never get anywhere if you don't believe in yourself. You know? That's exactly right. I mean, and it's a, it's just a short step from believing in yourself and pride, but we will stay on this side of the step. That's right. That's exactly, that's exactly right. right. Well, with all of that truth being <clears> spoken <throat> thus far, thus heavy on the thus far, let's review a little bit here. The stream's got an article of, 2023 in review of some of the major stories that were not found out to be major stories, but they were major yeah. stories. And the major, yes, they were totally forgotten, kicked to the curb, if you will. It's a 2023 in review on the stream. It says in 2023 is in the history books. We wanted to take a look back at some of the year's highs and lows with a three-part series. They're calling it Favorites, Forgotten's, and Unfathomables. With favorites, our sorted stream writers will share their favorite stories. The forgotten, each will name the story or stories that have been forgotten. And the unfathomables, there are stories that are nearly impossible to believe actually happened. And the first article here, Jeff, is Tom Cilio. And I might mispronounce some of these names, but the biggest forgotten story of 2023, as far as Tom is concerned, is still unfolding right before our eyes. Since October 17th, when Iran-backed terrorist proxy groups began launching attacks in the wake of Hamas terrorist attacks on Israel, U.S. troops have been targeted more than 100 times. Now, this is not on the major news, but U.S. troops have been targeted more than 100 times in Iraq and Syria. Several dozen have have been injured, and the missiles and rockets and drone attacks continue on almost a daily basis. Here it has, as brave U.S. troops remain under attack in Iraq, Syria, and the Red Sea, please join us in praying for our brave men. So that was the article as the stream was reporting on. you have any comments there? Yeah, I, I just, and this shows you how chaotic the world is. In a normal setting, I'll just say this. Five years ago, had there been over a hundred attacks on our military installations and on our soldiers, we would not have stood for it. Oh no, we would have went to war over that. And yet, that's happening right in front of us, and no one's reporting it much. It's been reported, but nobody's giving it any kind of weight or value. They're just saying that it's a byproduct of the Israel-Gaza conflict, which I would agree it is a byproduct of the Israel-Gaza conflict. But what it means is. We've been drug into that war, whether we want to go or not. It's like the Pearl Harbor event during our time that I believe is going to have ramifications like we've never known before. Yeah, I believe. That. Yeah. Well, the pro- one of the problems, too, is if it's still going on. Yeah. These attacks are yeah. still happening. They're still going on on American troops. And for some reason, this government that we have now controlling in Washington tends to be very passive where it really needs to be aggressive and very aggressive where it needs to be yeah, that's passive right. that's, to that's none that's at exactly all. Right. 
that's what we're seeing happening. This article goes on to say, as the stream has been reporting, American warships have also been the target of Iran-backed Howdy, Houthi, Houthi, Houthi rebels, Houthi, Houthi, Houthi rebels, Houthi yeah. terrorists yeah. in in Yemen. Uh, yeah. More than 100 attacks have been carried out against U.S. Navy and international ships in the Red Sea, causing chaos, instability in the shipping industry. Only recently were U.S. forces finally given the green light to retaliate against yeah. the Houthis, Houthis, Houthis. Yeah, and from a strategic standpoint, here's what's happening: Iran has terrorist organizations and just about every country, well, I would say in every country in the Mideast, they can activate those people at any moment. And, and some in the and, West. Yeah, and in some, that's exactly right. And the big fear of our border being open is that these terrorist organizations and terrorist sales have found their way onto American soil. Now, they've always in some, in some sense been here, but they've certainly been strengthened by what's crossing the southern border. And it's in keeping with how, how Iran is conducting this war against America and against Israel. And whether we mm -hmm. like it or not, we are their enemy. And they are as much after us as they are after Israel. Yeah. And Alan, just in, uh, I don't want us to get too far off topic, but I do, th I think it's connected. When you're talking about the Houthi rebels in Yemen, you've got Hezbollah in Lebanon, you've all got right. the Palestinian terrorists in the Gaza Strip, you've got all of these terrorist organizations that Iran is basically giving them their orders and their funding. And last month, in the month of December, we had 300,000 people cross our southern border in one month. Wow, so cannot, city. that's a you, city. You, yeah, that's exactly right. It matches the size of the city of Greensboro, North Carolina. Just think about that. And that's in one month. Mm -hmm. So how mm -hmm. many of those are connected to terrorist cell groups around the world? It's unfathomable to me that we're not doing something about it strategically to at least defend ourselves. But we've been relegated through political correctness and woke ideology that we can't even defend ourselves anymore. Well, it goes on to say that what troubles this writer the most, Mr. Tom Cilio, he says, what troubles me the most about this story is how little we're hearing about it. Yes, there are some journalists covering the attacks that these attacks are receiving nowhere near the coverage of the latest Trump Biden or Trump DeSantis or Trump Haley poll numbers. Right. Approximately 200 strikes against U.S. military and international civilian targets on orders of a harsh hostile regime like Iran is a massive story with huge global implications. Now, it goes on to this next one here with John Zimmerak. Yep. John says, too few media have been honestly covering the ongoing persecution of hundreds of peaceful election integrity protesters on January the 6th, 2021 which has extended to include even citizen journalists who filmed the events in real time. Now, it says to read about the campaign against journalist Taylor Hansen and Owen Schreier by deep state-directed prosecutors. And this Gateway Pundit headline really does say it all. U.S. government trailed credentialed reporter Taylor Hansen for two years with 48 air marshals on 16 different flights for reporting at January 6th protest. My goodness. Remember when the feds did that for George Floyd writers and those who vandalized pro-life churches? <laughs> Neither do I, he says. And so, in other words, he's saying, and I'm wondering, Jeff, how 
I'm, I could be staying corrected, but I think we still have some of those January the 6th victims, I call them, are is still being imprisoned without a trial yeah, they're, yet. Is they're, that true? They're still, that's exactly right. They're still in prison and not even had a trial yet. And it oh is a forgotten story, Alan. It's been reported only one way, and the way it's been reported is Donald Trump is an insurrectionist which is what's created all of these charges that's against him. And I mean, we heard a clip from Vladimir Putin that was chiding our democracy over this very thing. And I will say that we're not living in the same America that we used to live in. We're just not living in the same. We're not nearly as free as we claim to be in this police state. That's for sure. Well, there's absolutely no doubt about that. I'm looking here, arrested, made on that January 6th deal was 1,069 have been charged in nearly all 50 states. Criminal charges, 350 charged on assaulting, resisting officers, employees, 110 individuals have been charged with deadly or dangerous weapons or causing serious bodily injury. Approximately 140 police officers were assaulted on January 6th. Well, if they'd had that many there, they could have stopped it, couldn't they? Including about 80 from the U.S. Capitol Police. 60 from Metropolitan Police, led of an individual arrested on a series of charges related to assaulting a number of the media. I, it just, well, the I big, can't, the, you know, the big story about the big story about January 6th that I don't think is reported enough is that Nancy Pelosi was in charge of the security. She did not listen to President Trump's recommendation of having the Capitol building fortified. He recommended that to Pelosi. Pelosi declined it. And as a result of the lack of security, you had what you had. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the president gave a directive. The Speaker of the House didn't follow it. And yet that's not, that part of the story is not being. Oh, no, no, it's not even being. No, no. Well, like this one, Jeff, the leader of Proud Boys Group, it was called, which I didn't realize this till I just pulled it up, Jeff. Henry Terrio, Mm -hmm. he was sentenced to 22 years in prison. Or yep. his role in the capital insurrection, they're calling it. The longest right. sentence. Yeah. 22 years. Think of that. Uh, that's just absolutely It makes incredible. me wonder if Trump gets in office, will he pardon some of these people? I sure hope you know, so. I that's do all too. I can say. I do too. But it is a Call forgotten me. story. That is one of the forgotten stories. All right, let's go on to our next story, Jeff. Let's see here now. Well, in. This last story, let me read this about the January 6th. The shameful collaboration of GOP elites in this political witch hunt must not be forgotten or forgiven. Any candidate who called that FBI infiltration partly unruly demonstration and insurrection should be hounded out of office. And I agree. Mm. If you're wondering about a Republican politician on this issue, just Google his name and the word insurrectionist. See if that's the term he used for citizens who walked on the steps of their nation's Capitol, unaware that it has been quietly declared off limits by a Capitol police that would go on to shoot unarmed protesters, attack crowds with pepper spray, mm-hmm. and otherwise behave more like CCP groups, China Square. Remember yeah. that GOP leaders Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy concluded to keep the J6 tapes secret. Yeah. Illegally withholding evidence to support the narrative of the Capitol Police. Did your congressman vote to support them? And most did. Unfortunately, most did. And it just tells us that this the adage of our government is for the people and by the people is no longer true. Well, that would have happened in China. 
Well, don't, I just don't get started. Yeah. Okay, here's another story. Alicia Kendall. While the stream has a small handful of stories from Dr. Brown's and my coverage of his detainment and release, his story has not garnered widespread coverage. <clears throat> Perhaps it's easy to assume that if he was detained, he might have done something to deserve it. Or mm. perhaps even that the detainment of an immigration seeking asylum is typical. If so, why only detained him and not his wife who was here with him? As more information has come out, it has become increasingly clear that Torben's detainment in a U.S. immigration detention center for over a year is indeed an example of Christian persecution. A targeted attack against him. Because of his powerful work as a minister of the gospel. Yeah. What's your takeaway, Mr. Yeah, well, you know, prophetic Prophet yeah, Roland? Being a prophet, I'm looking backward at information that we, <laughs> you and I covered last year. But we did a podcast on this yeah, we did. Um, several months ago when it first happened. And what this is, is Torben was a street preacher, I think in Hungary or yeah. in, another, in another country. And the people were getting saved and it was changing communities. And I mean, had a national influence and he came under great persecution and in threat for his life, he fled to America. Again, yeah. I tie this to what we have going on at the Southern border, because those that are clamoring for an open border are doing so because they say that people are coming seeking asylum or safety, refuge. They are allowing MS-13 gang members from Mexico to come in. They're yeah. allowing Iranian terrorists, and some, it's, it's, it's even been proven, some are on the terrorist watch list that has come through our border. But a Christian preacher, they arrest him and put him in detention, and he's done absolutely nothing wrong, and to this day still has not been able to have a trial. So again, you've got a two-tier justice system and you've got a political tie to the southern border. And I don't understand why that these stories are not being told. Now, in light of Christian persecution, Alan, we know that that's hardly ever reported. But just Never. last month, no. there was 140 Christians massacred in Nigeria by Islamic radicalists. And that never gets reported. It may get a mention, but that's about it. And then you've got a Christian preacher that's locked up in jail for simply coming here in fear of his life. And that's not allowed. So you put him in jail, but you let 300,000 terrorists come across. And, and not all of them are terrorists. I don't mean to imply that. But what I'm simply saying is, is there is a double standard when it comes to Christianity and freedom and rights and privileges that is granted by the United States government to anyone else. But those same rights and privileges are to Christian people. And yes, that is yes. a forgotten story. There's no doubt about that. Exactly. I was trying to look up here to see if he'd gotten out yet, Jeff. I don't think I he has. See I think YouTube. he's still in jail. Well, it says freed from jail, Pastor Torben Sondergaard. This is September of 23. Okay. he may, They maybe did let him out. Let's hold on that one till we find out. Because yep. I'm with you. I thought he still was too. I just caught that one video. That doesn't mean that that's all truthful. So, but nonetheless, it doesn't change that. Well, it doesn't change the narrative. Unforgotten that the persecution, story. Yeah. That's right. And the persecution of Christians is overlooked in America. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. overlooked. Mm -hmm. We'll talk yes. about Islamophobia, but 140 oh, yeah. Christians can be massacred by Islamic radicalists and nothing said. Well, and so there proof. is that double standard. I mean, I don't know how much more proof you need that a lot of our news media 
is not supporting the dark side. I'm just sorry. Yeah, yeah they are. Now, here's Nancy Flory. One of the biggest forgotten stories occurred in Uganda this past June. While we are reeling over the Hamas attacks on Israel, we have forgotten that terrorist attacks happen regularly all over the world. As Raymond Ibram reported June 26, Islamic terrorists stormed a private high school in Uganda. You remember that one? Where yep. students were closing the night by singing Christian hymns. Over the next 90 minutes, the Muslim invaders committed unspeakable horrors against the Christian youth, murdering in the end at least 42, 30 seven of them teenage boys and girls. Boys were locked in their dorms, set on fire. The girls were mostly stabbed to death. We have forgotten that the Muslim terrorists slaughtered these young people because they were Christian. As Ibrahim stated, there have been prior terrorist attacks in Bangladesh, Kenya, Libya, Mali, Nigeria, and even the U.S. The attack was about religion, namely killing Christians and yeah. only Christians. Uganda, a mostly Christian nation, only has about 12% of a Muslim population, but every month terrorists kill or terrorize Christians. The June 16th massacre of Christians, far from being some sort of uh, aberration, it is reflection just how bad things have gotten, and not just in Uganda, but all throughout the sub-Sahara Africa. So let's not forget these young martyrs of the faith. That was by Nancy Laura, Jeff. Well, you I know, remember that, but he didn't hear much out of it. And that's the point. The point is, these are forgotten stories that happened last year. And it goes hand in hand out of what we were talking about before. But can we just say that so far, just the forgotten stories that we've seen is in keeping with at least three, maybe four, well, all five of the seals of the seven sealed book. Wow, in that's true. That's form, a good point. You have the Antichrist and the spirit of lawlessness that we've discussed. You have that we've discussed and peace being taken from the earth. You have the martyred saints, you know, and we'll get to in another forgotten story there in a minute, pestilence and disease. So you've got all of these seals that we're seeing in at least in spirit form. They're not literally completed yet or fulfilled, but we're seeing it unfold before our very eyes. And I think yes. that's something that we need to keep before us and never forget that, how close we are to the return of Christ. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Here's a Tom yeah. Gilson. Jeff, Tom Gilson wrote, mm -hmm. my top underreported story of the year is that there is still one place in the world that hasn't turned political. A lot of people think it has, but that does. that's because they're getting the information from their own place. I'm talking about our churches. Yeah. Uh oh Polls yeah. say a lot about of people think <laughs> Christians are too political, even pushing a theocracy or promoting Christian nationalism. Our public policy efforts get reported in the news because that's what the news does. Our positions and purposes get distorted because that's what the news does too. What's not reported is everything else churches do. We take a public policy stance on marriage, for example, and our real work on marriage is in the churches, and it always has been. Pastors across the country preach thousands and thousands of hours of sermons on marriages every year, and goes on and on. And 99% of it is blessedly non-political. It's about yeah. learning how to follow God's design. Well, Jeff, I'm like, I don't know how you think you're to separate church and state. I don't just separate church and job. I don't separate church and family. I don't separate church and helping Man, the poor. I don't separate church from everything else in my life. Yeah. So how can I, if I'm a Christian in my heart, how can I separate that out from even anything political? I mean, this that's yeah. right. Uh, that's idiot. That's exactly you right. You're not even supposed to. And no. I mean, that 
it shows you where that's gotten us is more or less where we are today. This church, I think the separation of church and state, of course, we all know the origin, but I think that whole concept also, though, comes back from England, Europe, and the Catholicism, the Catholic Church, you know, the church, uh, you know, England today still has a king and queen. And, you know, you've got people believe it's too much. You got the Church of England and then you got the Catholicism, yada, yada, yada. And so the corruption, just because things are done corruptly, I think on a natural or on the world scene, you don't fix something by uh, saying that you separate it. To me, it's separated too much is what's caused the problem. But anyway, he speaks about this, Mr. Tom Gilson does in this article. Yeah, he's a great author, I, and I love mm-hmm. his articles. He, he's always insightful. He's very well balanced. And I love to read what Tom Gilson writes. I just want to say, in keeping with what you said a minute ago, if people of faith shouldn't have anything to do with politics, why does people that have no faith have anything to do with politics? Even if you have no faith, that's your faith. Whatever guides your life, whatever guides the process of your thinking, that's going to guide your commitment and your political affiliations and your political policies. It's going to guide that. It's impossible to separate that. And Mm -hmm. I would say Mm -hmm. that Tom Gilson is correct, that that's just a small part of what the churches do. Take a look at everything else that church is at least supposed to be doing in ministering Mm -hmm. to people. As a matter of fact, you get into the addiction world and faith-based addiction centers are highly more successful than secular addiction centers are. Mm -hmm, So the church is having impact on the world. And I'm thankful for that. I think we'll have a deeper impact even in the political world. Yes, totally agree. But Jeff, let me ask you a question. What would you say of 2023? I'm catching you off guard here just a little, not holding you to a single answer, but what do you view in 2023, the most overlooked problem, I guess we could say, or the most overlooked, what would be your biggest thing that you have fear? I don't mean enough. That yeah. you have fear is being overlooked. It would be the Bible. I think it's the most overlooked <clears throat> book and it's the over, most overlooked philosophy. It is the, the most overlooked and undervalued, underestimated writing in the history of the world, even though mm-hmm. it's the number one bestseller. The Word of God laid out a plan for everything we saw in 2023. It's all in the Bible. Mm-hmm. God always wrote history before it was made, mm-hmm. and it's all in the Bible. And if we would follow the roadmap of scriptures, we would have better understanding of the events going on around us, and we would be better prepared to respond. But I think it mm-hmm. is the most overlooked treasure. I think that. God always, in the Word of God, wrote history before it was made. And in 2023, we saw so many things unfold before our eyes, wars, rumors of wars, the pestilence and disease. We didn't get to the story at Palestine, Ohio, but the train derailment that is still creating sickness and disease in that area was an overlooked story. All of these events are recorded in the Word of God. And if We don't look to the word of God for understanding to what we're experiencing. We're never going to be properly prepared to respond right. And so as a result of that, we're not responding right. What the world is doing is responding after the spirit of lawlessness and the spirit of the Antichrist. That's why you have violence. And then all of a sudden everybody says, well, the answer is to defund the police. Well, I mean, you both know that that is so illogical and irrational. 
you can only come to that conclusion if you really believe it. You can only come to that conclusion because you are under a delusion of darkness from the Antichrist. Right. I'm saying that the Bible is the most overlooked treasure on the earth. And if mm-hmm. we will turn back to the Word of God with the reverence that the Word of God demands and calls for, then we would be better prepared to respond during these times. I agree. I might add one little thing here as we're signing off, Jeff. I think we need to, I totally agree, we need to return to the Word of God. It's been overlooked in 2023. But I have to throw in now that you have a true believer that can interpret the Word of God as it's being read so that it means what it says, where it says it That's as right. it says. Absolutely. <laughs> this day yeah. and time, Jeff, it's pretty bad, but I heard somebody, an AI, do some preaching the other day, and I, son of a gun, I, I'm not promoting this, but I, son of a gun, sound a lot better than a lot of preachers I'm hearing as far as sticking to the text. I one thing absolutely that, agree. One, yeah. one thing the AI, they hadn't quite figured out yet, that it tends to operate off of what it says. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, yeah. so we might catch a year or so here that AI might be in our favor until they figure out yeah. that. Yeah, till they figure but, right. but they figured <laughs> That's out. right. Yeah. All right, Mr. Oh, Rowland, you behave, and we'll talk again tomorrow. Look forward to it. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrowlandshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.